All right, welcome back today, ladies and gents. In today's video, we're gonna do a update on the UK and the USA housing market. We'll start with the, the USA housing market and go into the UK market. It's been a while since we've talked about it. I don't think this is over yet. I think we're gonna to continue to see a lot more inflation coming through, not just hitting the housing market, which of course will push up the price of new builds, but it's gonna affect you in all aspects of your life. But the reason I think it's important to talk about it now and why I haven't talked about it for a while is because I said we had to get over this bell curve. You've heard me talk about that a lot. I said we were on the top of the bell and it was going to take up to a year before we actually started to come across the other side. But I actually foresee interest rates, uh, specifically not base rate, but the mortgage interest rates higher in 2022 than they are right now. What does this do? It, it increases or decreases the affordability of homeowners looking to purchase a house. Now, I do believe that we are in that position now, as long as the central banks don't reverse course and go back to more quantitative easing, more currency creation, and they start dropping interest rates again. If that happens, then we're gonna see the housing market start to go up all over again. But if they continue with their current path, then we are gonna see uh, continuations in declines in house prices. Now, we're gonna go through all the data as usual to look at this. If you're wondering why there's two books on my desk, I don't often do promotions or self-promotions on the channel, as you, as you know. Um, but I wrote this book many, many years ago. It is for uh, property professionals mainly, but anyone who works in sales, especially high ticket sales, um, that is my book. It has still got five stars on Amazon. This is my other book, Property Cash Flow, and it's a little bit different to normal uh, real estate or property investing. It's for, more for people starting out or don't have a lot of money to get started. Uh, and I also have a, a training academy. It's been going for eight years now on property investing, mainly serviced accommodation, uh, rent to rent, and deal sourcing and packaging. And this is what that academy looks like. I'll drop a link below this video if you're interested in, in having a look at this. We have lots of free trainings on here. If it is of interest to you, either now or in the future, to get involved in either property management, serviced accommodations, without taking these heavy risks right now, which exist in terms of a potential property crash. So with all of that said then, let's look at the first article and then we'll go through a lot of the data. So just last week we had US inflation has now jumped to 9.1% in June. Remember the data is always a month behind, it's trailing uh, data. In the UK, inflation has hit a 40-year high of 9.4% as well. So very, very similar in both countries now. And mortgage demand has dropped to a 22-year low as higher interest rates and inflation crush home buyers. Now, one other thing that's crushing home buyers at the moment is the cost of living crisis in terms of energy inputs because it's not just a case of your affordability to buy a home right now which will have been crushed by the increasing interest rates because remember every 25 basis points or 0.25 percent that increases to the the mortgage rates whether that's a 30 year in the usa whether that's a five year in the uk every time this happens this actually decreases your monthly affordability and therefore your purchasing power for the total price of the house, 
We also have the energy costs, which banks are now starting to take into account. Whereas before, let's say your energy input costs for the house, for uh, heating and cooling and electricity and, and whatever else, let's just pretend that was a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds or euros per year. Now that has gone up dramatically. We're seeing double these sort of prices now in some regions, meaning that the banks will take this into account when looking at your affordability. So there is a lot going on, but let me go back to the shared screen and look at the data. So we'll start with the FRED, which is the Federal Reserve data for the USA. This is the S&P Case-Shiller US National Home Price Index. And you can see where we are right now. So it only goes up to currently to April of 2022. So it's always behind, which is why we don't often use this data. But if you do want the official Federal Reserve data, this is where you can get it. So let's go on to Zillow and then we're going to look at Redfin because both of these providers do give you more accurate and up-to-date data. So this, for those of you who are taking notes as we go through, is Zillow.com. And, and you always want to look at the research, so forward slash research. And we can see here the US typical home value on the Zillow Home Value Index is now $354,165. And that is an enormous change year on year at 19.8%. I mean, this is absolutely huge. Now, what about rents? And you'll see how different this is to the UK, actually, when we come on to that. The average rent now is $2,007, so $2,000 per month, which is huge. So that's a 14.8% increase year on year. Now, remember that we've often looked at the migration data from Redfin, which I think is really, really useful, actually. I do think this is useful data. Um, previously, we were seeing these mass exoduses from New York. That was the heaviest state where people were leaving from. And that has reduced somewhat now, but we're still seeing quite a lot. 39% leaving New York, going to Philly next door. And then we're seeing 21.4% going from New York to Miami, Florida. We're also seeing heavy movements in Washington, D.C. And of course, we're still seeing this purge from Los Angeles. So 13.8% going to Seattle, 23.4% going to Phoenix, Arizona, 34% still moving from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. And then we have 15.9% going to Dallas. So Los Angeles is now taking the lead for the biggest purge. And that really shouldn't surprise anyone because we've been talking about LA for a while and how it would eventually lead to this purge because of the destruction of the state in how the politics and other things are being run at the moment, not to mention all sorts of other issues involving water and farming, truckers, all sorts of difficulties going on in California. Now, another one that was quite popular and big before when we looked at this was Boise, Idaho. And now we're not seeing anything on Boise. And I'm going to come to Boise in a moment as to how the tables have turned on Boise. But in terms of states people are moving to, it is still Florida. Florida is a big one. And it is still Texas. Texas, definitely a big one, as well as Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, another one I want to point you towards is the occupational data. So this is for jobs. And remember that we always want to look at jobs because when you look at where the jobs are going to and where there's a lot more companies moving to, this is often positive for the housing market there. 
it means that you will have higher paid workers potentially let's let's use tech as an example so we saw a lot of tech firms move from northern california to other areas texas for example and what actually happens because you're seeing these higher paid jobs move to that that region it means that house prices start to increase as more money or more monthly income and spendable income it flows into that region into that state so this is another one that if you're an investor for example you definitely want to look at where companies are moving to where infrastructure is going to as well big one in the northeast of the uk at the moment or the north in general where is the money being spent where is all of the infrastructure being built and when you have better transport links this is usually much more positive for the housing market oh here's an example so san jose california has the highest concentration of computer and mathematical occupations so you would look at things like this and there's a drop down box here so let's say that you did work in sales so let's load this up and we can see where the highest concentration of sales jobs are. So it says Sebastian, Florida has the highest concentration of sales and related occupations. So this is useful for you when looking at the housing market, but it's also useful when looking at where there are a lot of jobs and a lot of opportunities. And then as you go down a little bit here, you'll be able to see the metro area pay comparisons for sales and related occupations. Now, as we step back to this migration data again, I wanna just show you the video I made in January of this year, so six months ago now, and you can see the difference that we had. So Boise was very, very heavy, as you can see here, and you can see where people were actually leaving from and going to Boise. And that was a, an extremely high seller's market. It was about as close to 100% as you can get. This was the first time I'd ever seen 100%, so a score here of 100 as a seller's market. Today, it sat at 90 Eight. Now, if we look at Boise today, you can see it's no longer near 100%. It's down to a, a score of 49 as of today. So this is why I said, oh, how the mighty have fallen here in terms of it's swinging from a seller's market down to a buyer's market. And it is very, very quickly moving down here. Once we hit 30, a score of 30, or lower, we are now into a buyer's market. So for those of you still looking, still waiting, we are still in a seller's market, but whether or not you wait until we hit a buyer's market is completely up to you. There's a lot of variables there in terms of interest rates and down payments, um, and of course the, the price of the property itself. But here it was, it was around about 58 last month then. So this is just in one month. This is a very, very large decline in one month from 58 down to 49. So let's look at Los Angeles. And you can see here again, not quite as steep of a fall off, but it is now down to 50. So a lot lower than it was. New York, even lower at 41. So this has seen a huge decline for the New York area. Las Vegas then, let's look at Las Vegas again holding up a lot better than I would have thought. I would have thought Las Vegas would be somewhere around 48 at this time, but it is still holding up quite nicely around 52. Uh, another reason I thought it may have fallen somewhat is because of the issues with water and the water table dropping significantly, issues with other uh, areas as well, Lake Mead, for example. Now, if we look at this uh, real-time market 
uh, profile as well for Las Vegas. This is price decreases here, 48%. Price increased only 4%, 10% relisted. And we have a climbing inventory as you can see here. And I wanna just talk a little bit on Orlando as well because both Las Vegas and Orlando are coming into play with what I said more than a year ago now. Uh, what was that? What did I say? A lot of people said that Orlando and Las Vegas and Florida in general, this time it's different. People said this time it's different. We won't see these large falls in the housing markets in these areas. Why? Well, people said that these states now, particularly uh, Florida is a heavy red state. So you've got a lot of money flowing in and it wouldn't have the same decline. And, and although I do agree with that, to a degree, as it were. So could this time be different for certain areas? Possibly, um, but I think it's, it's more likely going to be that we're gonna follow similar paths that we've followed before, maybe just not uh, to the extreme as we saw before. The other thing, of course, is we've got to think about what I mentioned earlier with the jobs there, the companies, the sectors, but not just that, how many new houses have been built there? Because if you've created this huge oversupply of houses, and again, I'm not saying we have, it all depends on uh, the demographics and who's been moving there and jobs and, and everything else. But if you do have an oversupply, you could even see a larger decline in the housing market than we saw last time. And again, I'm using these words very loosely. I, I can't put a percentage on the declines and what we're gonna see at this stage because it isn't, the same as we've seen in a lot of crashes in previous years. Yes, we may see similar metrics to 2008, but prior to that, we're not gonna see the same sort of things because you've gotta look at mortgage-backed securities, you've gotta look at what the Federal Reserve is doing with the base rate, how much QE they're creating. There's just so much, again, fiscal policies to help families and help other people to get onto the housing market. There's a lot more going on this time. It is a lot more technical, a lot more intricate. So I can't even put a number on what this decline could be. It could be extremely severe. It could be somewhat of a small correction. Maybe it will only be 15%. At this time, it's very, very difficult to hazard a guess at what the decline will be. But we are getting very close now. If we look at the 30-year mortgage rate of 5.875, we are getting very close to that, that figure that I said between six and 7%, where this would tip the housing market over the edge. So we're still waiting for that number before it really tips the housing market, but we are extremely close now. It will have to peak at some point, and I don't think we're too far off. I think it's gonna be in the next year. We're gonna hit this peak before the prices start to plateau and then start to decrease. Again, this is just mathematics. There is always a cap to everything. Now let's move over to the UK market now then. So this is a Bloomberg article. Average UK house price is 32,000 pounds higher than a year ago. Property values increased by 12.8% annually in May, accelerating from 11.9% in April. And if you are in the UK and you wanna look at some data, you can go to this website, housepricecrash.co.uk. Another good one is propertydata.co.uk. And then of course you have the Office for National Statistics, which is this website here. We're gonna be looking at some of this data. So let's look at propertydata.co.uk then. My only 
sort of gripe with these websites is that they're so out of date with the data. They go back to around April time. Whereas if you look at someone like the Halifax, which we'll look at here, their uh, HPI, their house price index, is up until June of 2022, so just a month ago. So it'll give you a much more accurate uh, report on where we are. So let's look at the Halifax then. Average house price, £294,845 as of last month. So that is a 1.8% month-on-month change or a 3.8% quarterly change. So you see we're still having quite large increases. The UK and the USA housing market are slightly different and I'll come on to that in a moment as to why. But we're also seeing an annual change not as great as the USA, a lot lower, only 13%. And very interestingly, Northern Ireland continues to post the strongest growth in the UK. A lot of people from England actually moving over to Northern Ireland at the moment. And actually, the UK housing market is still taking many housing market experts by surprise that it's still continuing at this rate because many people thought that with the cost of energy crisis coming through, this would have reduced the housing market substantially in terms of affordability and prices would start to come down. Now, the UK and USA housing market are very, very different. The UK housing market still has very low interest rates. We haven't seen the same sort of increases as the USA market has. So it is slightly different. And every 1% you have to understand that is lower on the interest rate for the mortgage, that is a significant amount of additional purchasing power. The UK is also a small island. So there just isn't the amount of housing stock combined with the amount of new people coming into the UK. So we're seeing huge amounts of uh, immigration, both legal immigration and illegal immigration. And, and this is a key thing here because what is actually happening and what was happening in our agency was we were contacted regularly by um, organizations or brokers that represent the home office. The home office in the UK is what houses migrants or asylum seekers when they come into the country. So what we're now having is this huge demand on rental properties in the UK and on HMOs, which is houses of multiple occupations. We're having a large uh, demand on these sort of properties. So where before a lot of landlords were renting larger houses to groups of students or uh, groups of working professionals, now a lot of those landlords are being offered so much money by the home office that they are just giving the properties to the home office instead. This of course takes out these properties from the market and professionals and students and the like, they still need to rent somewhere. So it's putting a squeeze on the rest of the housing stock. And as prices go up and profitability goes up, landlords see this. So what are they doing? They're buying more properties while they still can at these rates in order to create more either student housing, more professional mixed housing, or to give to the home office or 
uh, what happened where I lived previously in Coventry was the um, prison service. So a lot of the uh, houses in the region were given to the prison service, again, not directly. They were rented through a management agency who may have put people who were on bail and things like that into these properties. Again, this pulls out a lot of uh, family properties from the streets. So there's a lot of things going on in the UK which is very different to other places, which is still holding up prices quite dramatically. The UK is also allowing overseas investors to come in and buy up property. We're also seeing this in the USA, but not quite to the same extent when you look at it. Obviously, the USA is this size, the UK is tiny in comparison. But if you were to look at it, the UK is actually taking on a lot more overseas investors. And they are pumping in huge amounts of money into UK property and their cash buyers as well, mainly cash buyers. The government's also launched a number of programs in order to allow first-time home buyers onto the market, a lower bar a barrier of entry as well. Now, remember how I talked about the US rates here, which were between 5% up to 5.87%. Well, if we look at the UK rates, they are still very, very low. You can get a mortgage, um, and, and I just did a, a typical example here, £250,000 purchase price, £50,000 deposit, and yes, I know that is a lot in this day and age for someone to have, maybe a first-time buyer, but let's just use that example, perhaps parents help them out, something like that. And you can see a two-year fixed rate is still under a thousand pounds per month. And if we look at the cost of rent at the moment in the UK, very, very high average rent, you can see that some people now are seeing buying as a better opportunity, even though many people know we are at this peak. But if we look at these rates here, you can still get 2.89, 3%, 3.25%. So we have still got very, very reasonable and attractive rates that are still attracting people into the marketplace. Now let's just look at the price of private rental at the moment. So here's the main points from the Office of National Statistics at the UK government. Private rental prices paid by tenants in the UK rose by 3% in the 12 months to June 2022, up from 2.8% in the 12 months to May. Now, if we wanted a breakdown of where we're seeing the highest rental uh, price increase then, it is Northern Ireland, as we can see here. Huge, huge increases. Uh, Scotland, Wales, England, Scotland actually is even bypassing England at the moment, with Wales being the lowest. Now, if you want to get even more granular, uh, UK private rental growth by English region. This shows the change over the last 12 months. England as a whole. And then we have Northeast and Northwest. We have the East Midlands as well leading the way. The East Midlands, East of England and the South West, which somewhat mirrors price increases for these regions as well. Now, if we look at the Office for National Statistics, it shows that UK house prices increased by over 12.8% over this year to May 2022. Now, what I find interesting about this very large increase in prices here is if you look at this graph, and then you look at M2, which is currency creation for the same period. So if we look sort of here, that's 2008, 
right through to 2022. What do you notice overlaid on top of each other? They're almost a perfect match for currency creation here. As we can see, 2020, it begins. And then house prices at the same time from 2020 all the way up. So I think a lot of these price increases, you can thank the Bank of England for lowering the rate so much and uh, injecting so much liquidity into the economy. Now, I do wish there was a lot more data for the United Kingdom, but unfortunately, we just don't seem to have the same available as the United States has. There is so much data in the USA. But what we can see in the UK is tracking all those things I mentioned, as well as looking at inventory. So how many new houses are coming to market? At the moment, it's still very low. How many people are pulling out of deals after they've agreed to uh, purchase something? How many people are starting to actually pull out? What's the cost of living crisis doing to people's affordability? What are energy price increases doing? What is inflation doing? Still very high. This eats away at available uh, spending as well in terms of household budget to buy a new home, to get a new mortgage, etc. These are all the things that you need to keep an eye on especially the interest rate. So once mortgage interest rates go up dramatically, this is usually the main thing that will start to pull down the housing market. However, remember that wild card I mentioned. If you still have so many investors coming from overseas and buying with cash, and we're seeing a lot of people from Hong Kong as well at the moment have been coming through and, and buying into the UK property market, huge numbers actually. This also affects house prices in the UK. When international investors come in, or not even investors, but international people come in and they buy property or they invest in property, this also helps to push up house prices and therefore help to push up rents as well. And if we continue to see large swathes of migration, immigration into the UK from other places, this will also hold up the housing market. Because whenever you have a large demand on any product or service, it tends to keep the prices very, very high. But right now, what we are seeing is a major slowdown in the UK housing market. If we do start to see a recession come in, which I believe we're already in, and we do start to see high levels of unemployment, which I also believe is coming, this still should pull down the housing market, especially if they raise the mortgage interest rates. Now, the other last thing to be aware of is psychology. So you often see people that are concerned and when they see that things on the news, like there's gonna be a housing market crash or prices have started falling, you have to think about psychology. So if you have three or four houses in one road and someone in that road, and they're all similar price, but someone drops theirs dramatically because they wanna sell first, this is a psychological effect. So other people then might say, well, I'm gonna drop mine as well. And this is why the housing market takes a lot longer to crash than other sectors. Crypto, stock market, they can lose huge amounts overnight. I mean, within hours, they can lose very large percentages. The housing market can't do that. It doesn't work in the same way. It works in a staggered approach as people start lowering 
prices as they go along. All right, I think I'll leave it there because this has been a very long video and tomorrow will be a, a long video as well. So uh, thanks for watching. I hope that was helpful. Don't forget if you are interested in property, check out my Property Cashflow Academy. Watch some of those free webinars, see what you think. Uh, feel free to pick up one of my books if you're interested as well. Apart from that, I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. God bless.